What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Erin Bees. I am a wife, a mom of two, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. I healed my way out of it. And now I am using my platform to help other people tell their story and also to start their healing journey. And I'm really excited about today's episode. I have Ashley Jeanette here with me. She has, how do I describe this? She has a story I have when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. never heard before. Uh, she was a part of Unique. And um, you know what? I'm not even going to try and <laughs> I'm just going to let Ashley explain it to you guys and we'll chat about it and we'll go from there. So Ashley, welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You have quite the story. I I know I do. It's it's nuts. Like even thinking about it now, it's just like, oh my gosh, I really did that just to make a living and it wasn't even worth it in the end. <laughs> I think that is probably the majority of people that get out of MLMs feel that very same way. Um, I know that there's things that I have done and said that I look back and I'm like, oh my God, why? Why did I do that? Why did I dress that way? Why did I look that way? Why did I act that way? And I think that it's just, you get lost in the sauce of MLM. You lose who you are trying to become what they call, you know, the best version of yourself. And so I don't know. I don't know where you want to start um, on your story, but uh, tell us about you. Tell us about your, you know, your journey. Well, I guess the best way to start is honestly out of high school. I graduated early and I technically graduated in December 2014. I was 17 at the time, so of course nobody could recruit me, but I turned 18 in February, so not long after I graduated, and my high school teacher at the time knew my situation since I do have lupus and Sjogren's, and she was like, you know, I know you have trouble working a regular job. I feel like this could be a great fit for you. And she suckered me right in and made it seem like this amazing opportunity that I could work from home and, you know, have my doctor's appointments and not have to call off work or anything. And it was just, that's how it started. And it's just so crazy to think about, like, I was 17. And then as soon as I turned 18, she was like, hey, you want to join my team? God, that's not predatory. No, not at all. No, never. <laughs> oh, I wonder if she had like a countdown until the days that you turned 18. I don't know. And 
I loved her as a teacher. I still love her. She was the sweetest. She was the coolest. And she was so understanding with my situation when I was in high school. But now looking back on it, I'm just like, you really did prey on me because I have two autoimmune diseases. Yeah, I think that's, well, and, and your age, but I think that's one of the hardest parts to process. I mean, I know for me, there was, I was, I was victimizing people and taking ownership of that, even though that wasn't my intention while I was in an MLM, when I have stepped back and really looked at all of this, you know, um, I was victimizing people and that's hard to process. And then also was a victim myself, you know, of all of this. So I think I, that's a hard part of, of leaving the MLM, your healing journey and all of that stuff. And I'm sorry that she preyed on you like that. I think that's horrible, especially having, you know, being so young, number one, but then also having these autoimmune diseases that you have and, and just trying to get through life and figure out, you know, at 18, graduating early and trying to figure out what it is that you want to do and how you can support yourself and just get through your day-to-day life, you know? So I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. And it was crazy because at the time I didn't tell anybody except my teachers in high school that I had lupus intragrins because I did get diagnosed the summer before my senior year. And it was, you know, rough for me because I was still trying to process like, holy crap, I'm 17. And now I have to figure out how I'm going to live my life being sick all the time. And it was just, it's, it's still so hard to think about and makes me want to cry because it was a hard process to go through so young and being on the rare side I had no symptoms I was so young getting diagnosed and that's so rare in the medical field and you know all my teachers knew about it because I had to tell them like hey I'm not going to be at school but I'm still going to try my best to you know graduate and make good grades and learn something and then right after I graduated it I was like do I really want to go to college or do I what do I want to do and I think that's pretty much everybody's kind of thing when you graduate like what do you want to do because you are so young you're not fully developed and you don't know who you are out of school but I had decided like yeah I'll start in the fall I took like the whole semester I guess and summer off and I was gonna go into college and everything and that's when I started unique too and you know I did love makeup and I was like you know what I feel like I could really be good at this and you know I think all my friends would love it but it wasn't shortly after that she kind of just quit doing it and didn't tell me and then I quit because I was like well I can't do this and Mentally, I wasn't doing well anyway, because it kind of finally hit me a few months afterwards, like, I am going to be sick for the rest of my life. Mm. That's pretty heavy to even deal with at 17, 18 years old. And then you have this former teacher who you confided in and trusted. And I think that there's a lot of abuse of authority in relationships in general and and I think that it's it's not intentional on many people's parts you know I think that it's just kind of the culture if you will or the conditioning 
you know, you're, you're taught to, to think of, well, who could use this? And she, your teacher probably saw you like, oh my gosh, let's talk to, I need to talk to Ashley. She's getting ready to turn 18. She can't work a regular job because she has this recent, you know, diagnosis and she's trying to figure it out. I could really help her out. And I genuinely do think that there's a lot of people in MLM that think they're helping people. But when you look at, at how much these companies, you know, at, at any company's income disclosure statement, you see that the majority of people are making pennies, you know, and they're working hours and hours and hours. Or you hear the term, uh, you know, part-time, part-time work, full-time income. And that's just not the case. So how long were you with Unique? Uh, the first time, I want to say it was less than a year, probably not even six months. And I had quit because I just, I needed to leave. I wasn't mentally doing well. I was sick. And since I was fairly diagnosed, they were trying to figure out medications for me. So it was just a rough process. And uh, since she had left anyway and kind of left me, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to quit doing it. I'm not making any money. And that first year, I didn't, I didn't make any money. My friends could not care less. I was definitely that girl, mm. that hun that was like, hey, you want to join my team? And she made it seem like it was, yeah, part-time work for full-time income. And, you know, if you look at Unique's just income disclosure closer statement now mm -hmm. it's it's one of the worst yeah yeah and so you're when you said she left your teacher that signed you into unique left is that what you're referring to yeah she yeah. she quit unique too and she didn't sell it after that and you know i did fall in love with like the mascara at the time and now they changed the formula it does suck not gonna lie I've tried the new formula <laughs> and <laughs> like I did love their mascara at the time it was amazing it made my lashes look so good but uh yeah after that and I wasn't selling anything I just kind of quit I was like I'm gonna just take some time off and that's what I did and then you know I was about a year after I got diagnosed, I started posting about it. I'm like, hey, this is what was going on because there was a lot of rumors going around in my high school and I just wanted to shut them down. I was tired of hearing about it. I was like, listen, this is what's actually happening. And that really helped me in the end because it really helped me get, I don't know like how to say it, but I guess just mentally heal and process that, hey, I have lupus, but I can maybe do some good with this and teach people like what this disease is and that it's not curable. And I feel like I did some good with it and kind of opened other people's eyes in my high school, like, hey, she wasn't pregnant. She wasn't dying. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. and like, there was some good parts about like, you know, having this journey and everything. And I'm a big advocate now for, you know, younger women with lupus and any autoimmune disease like that, because it's not talked about. And we are preyed on by a lot of people. So yeah, and you know, after about that, I got a message from an It Works girl. 
Oh God. Okay. So you're posting, you're being an advocate for anybody that has lupus and autoimmune diseases. And you're like, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm helping people. And so you probably started to develop a, you know, a following and people that were like, oh my gosh, you're doing such great work. And I thought I was alone in all of those really beautiful things when you're sharing your story. Yep. And then you get a a message from somebody and it works. What did this, do you remember this message? Do you remember what the, what it said? Was it a, Hey hun message? Please tell it me. Was, it was, it was a, Hey girl message. Oh God. One of those. I don't remember what it said, but I can tell you this, like I've had a lot of weight loss and weight gain throughout the years from being on different medications, trying to get my body used to a medication, whatever it was. So at this time, I had lost a lot of weight and she had messaged me about, you know, the opportunity and how the wraps could be so good for me and, you know, just tone up my belly. And, you know, at that time I was insecure about it. I, she definitely preyed upon that. And I was, is this somebody you knew? Like, was this a friend or was this just kind of a, a social media friend? Nope. No, I have no idea how, like, we became friends on Facebook or whatever. I feel like she probably just added me and she had, like, I normally see, like, how many mutual friends we have. And if it's a certain amount of, like, mutual friends, I'll add them. Yeah. Not thinking anything about it. But now looking back on it and, you know, being, seeing a lot of anti-MLM content and watching, like, these girls actually prey upon that and do that for a reason is... Uh, yeah, but she did that. But she's a sweet girl. Like, I don't think she had any bad intentions or anything. But it was definitely a hey girl message. I don't think she's in an MLM anymore. And like, she convinced me to it was months. She convinced me months after the first hey girl message to finally sign up for it. Oh and gosh. I did. I did. I bought the kit. And the kit came and I was so pumped. I was like, I'm excited. I'm on this new health journey. Like, this is going to be so fun. And, you know, I get to share my experience and, you know, advocate and everything else like that. Little did I know, the first day I tried the wrap, I was allergic to it. (gasps) Stop. I tried it that night. And my whole entire stomach was itching. Oh, and I have goosebumps right now listening to this. I can't imagine how uncomfortable that was. Yeah, and they're like, keep it on for an hour or so. And I couldn't. I couldn't keep it on for five minutes. I don't know what is in the product. I no. No. It was a no. It was a no for me. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just the wraps. And, like, the kit at the time honestly sucked. It, like, I like most kits do, you know? But this one sucked. Like, I only got the wraps and I don't even, like, a bunch of books. I didn't get, like, any other products besides the wraps. Oh, my God. And then you're, you're probably advised to use the wraps, take before and after pictures, post those. Yeah. Wow. So you obviously weren't going to have any results because you couldn't keep it on because you were allergic to it. And I just, I wonder how many other people have had this same kind of reaction. 
yeah and then it's like you, it really makes you wonder like what's in their products and like granted this was a few years ago and i don't know if it's changed i'm not gonna try it but uh, yeah it was just i was allergic to it and i'm not hardly allergic to anything but that was uncomfortable and mm -hmm. i was like this is just not gonna work out and they're like well you know post about the other products and you know don't don't mention that you're allergic to it and, and you're like, what other products? Because this is what came in my kit. So if I haven't, because I think this is the majority of people, if you haven't tried the product, how are you going to talk about it? Exactly. So, oh. you know, they sent me the scripts oh, to okay. use on my post. And I swear, I still, because you know how like Facebook has like the memories that come up like, oh, this is what you posted. And Oh, it's so bad because I'm in the time where it's like all my old posts are coming and it's like all the MLM stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> you are not alone, my friend. My Facebook memories and stories are atrocious. There are some times that I'm super aggressive. There's some times where I am, you know, flexing in a super weird way. And it's kind of like when you think about it, none of that really attracts anybody no <laughs> anything i think people watch those types of posts because it's a train wreck like let's just call it what it is i don't know what do you think about that oh yeah it's a train wreck it's for sure a train wreck like the posts i did and like the scripts and everything that they sent me it had like a bunch of emojis and now looking back on it i'm just like that is way too many yeah. And now I'm scared to put like even four emojis in my posts without somebody thinking. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a train wreck for sure. And I, she ended up just dropping me and I went to a new lady and she was rude. Wait. Okay. So, and I don't, I don't know how this works with it works, but it, so you rolled up to somebody else. Yeah. Okay, so she went inactive, you rolled up to somebody new, okay, and then she was rude. Tell me, tell me about her, but, like, you don't have to tell us, like, you don't have to identify her, but well, tell us about that it's, experience. It's pretty funny, is because, you know, after she pretty much quit, I went up to her upline, I guess, okay. and, um, like, yeah, I'm, I won't mention any names. I don't even know, I can't, for the life of me, remember her name anyway. But uh, yeah, she was like, you need to post more. You need to be uh, more on your social media. I was. I was literally on my social media 24-7 a day. It was, I was posting and she's like, you need to get more customers. You need to do this. You need to do that. It wasn't long after that I quit because I was like, I can't deal with this. Like, no. So it was probably a blessing in disguise, but yeah that was that was a no for me and yeah she was definitely pushy and I probably know why my upline currently or was like in the beginning quit <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like it was a little drill sergeant like yeah, just a little. And like watching, you know, Jessica Hickson on YouTube and like her talking about it works. I'm like, so it wasn't just me. It's like pretty much in the company. That's how they treat people is awful. Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a sad 
situation. And, you know, I do feel bad for anybody that is like currently in it and like going through that because I, I couldn't handle it. I was like, yeah, no. What would you say to somebody that is in the situation that you were in? Maybe it's with it works, maybe it's unique. And they're starting to question like, Hey, this doesn't feel good. Or they're telling me to post or they're sending me, you know, they're wanting me to use these scripts or what would you say to them? You deserve better. You deserve a better life. You like, you deserve the respect. You don't deserve to get like talked down to or anything like that. Like, it's just, if you feel like it's not good, it's probably not. It's a red flag and you just need to maybe do some research and watch some anti-MLM content like I did and you kind of put the pieces together and you kind of heal and then start healing from there to get out. I love that. Yeah, I think that there are kind of layers to that. I think it starts with one kind of event where you start to question, you know, oh, well, this, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me, or I don't like this. And then it, it kind of is a ball of yarn, you know, that, I was going to say, or like a snowball, yeah, like a snowball effect. Like, yeah. yeah, you just start rolling down and anything like me, I went down the anti-MLM rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool too, because a lot of the anti-MLM creators have, you know, they, they, came from one company that they kind of, I don't want to say specialize in, but like I talk about Prove It because that's the company that I was a part of for so long. But Jessica Hickson talks about It Works. Um, Roberta Blevins talks about Lou LaRoe. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool depending on what company you're in. There's probably a, a creator that talks about that company that you can go, you can go and learn, just like you said earlier in this podcast, you know, I started to watch Jessica Hickson and realized that it wasn't just this team that I was a part of and that it was how it works, how the distributors operated, you know? So how long were you in it works? It wasn't, but a few months, it probably like maybe four at the most. And I was like, I'm done. And at the time, uh, you know, my teacher who had originally uh, signed me up in unique, one of the team members I was friends with and she convinced me to come back to unique. She was like, she's really sweet. I love her to death. We're still friends to this day. Like we don't live, but 30 minutes away from each other. And I do know that she had her best intention for me. And, you know, she was like, I'm going to help you and I'm going to teach you the way to do this. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I need to save some money before I can buy another kit. Cause at the time I wasn't working, I wasn't doing anything. I was using my college tuition to pay for it. Oh, wow. Which was technically, you know, in my bank account from my parents, like that's how I was paying for college was through my bank account and everything. And I was like, yeah, well, I need to save money. And, you know, after, that I 
this is where it takes a turn. <laughs> this is where it gets a little darker. <laughs> is I um, went to my best friend's house. He's been my best friend since sixth grade. And, you know, we were smoking a little weed. <laughs> okay. And he had a friend come over, you know, his, his drug dealer came over. I'll put it that way. And he was like, well, do you want to work for me? And he wasn't the trusting type, but he wanted me to work for him. Yeah. And I was like, how much are you going to pay me to work for you? And, you know, he was a big time drug dealer and still is very known where I live. Granted, I won't say his name or anything, but we will not be naming him for obvious uh, reasons. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's not in it anymore. As for the last I've heard in the few months, he's not in it. But so he said, you know, I will pay you 500 bucks every time you drive. I was like, all you had to drive. Yeah, I just had to, you know, pack my car up with some weed and drive it to wherever I need to go. Okay. So I was like, 500 bucks? Count me in. Right. Yeah. And how far were you having to drive? It depended on where I had to go. So I think, like, the farthest I had to go was Virginia. And he would double it the farther I went. He would double it. Okay. And, you know, I, (laughs) legally, I can't get in trouble. Okay. So, you know, everything's starting to piece back together. (laughs) I, I was probably moving, you know, a hundred pounds at a time. Wow. A hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, you're a girl. You're not going to get pulled over you'll be good. I was the ploy. Whoa. And so, you know, it was great money. I won't even lie. Great money. I was working constantly. I was on the road constantly. I was loving it. And you knew you were going to get paid. Whereas in MLM, you do all of these things. Not that I'm justifying selling drugs. However, (laughs) You knew that with the time and the effort you were putting in, you were going to get paid for it, which is completely different than MLM. Yeah. It's like, don't try this at home, but. (laughs) Right. It's like, at least I was getting paid for it. And, you know, I started saving up and I was, you know, paying my own insurance and taking over my bills for my parents. And, you know, granted, I had a few speeding tickets, so I had to pay for those and, it was nice. I was paying for things. I was getting stuff paid off. I was, I felt independent in a way. Mm. And that was the first time. Did they ask like, Hey, how are you? Like, what are you doing to make this money? Did your parents ask that? Uh, yeah. And my mom knows now, but, um, she, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, he owns his own business and he technically does. It was just, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting trying to explain that. And, like, uh, toward the end, I had to call her when I was 
stopped by Homeland Security and was like, hey, this is what's going on. <laughs> oh my God. We'll get to that though. We will get oh, to yeah. that. So you started saving money. You started taking over your, your bills. You And that was when you bought the unique kit again to join? Yep, that's when I bought the unique kit again. And I felt really good about it. I was like, hey, I need new makeup. I... I had started getting what is known in the lupus community, a butterfly rash. And it literally just goes across your cheeks and your nose. It looks like a butterfly. That's wow. why they call it the butterfly rash. And uh, the upline I had, I don't even know what kind of name to give her, but anyway, she said, you know, our foundation could really help cover that up. And I was like, at that time, I was ins- insecure about it. Yeah. You know, I was, t- I was 20, maybe yeah. 21. I was, I was, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. When I was, I was, and I was single and I was like, you know, I don't want this to be shown and everything else. So yeah. I tried the foundation and it did work. It did cover up the butterfly rash I had and made me start feeling confident in a way. So that really did help to, you know, I started posting about, hey, this is what's going on and being an advocate again for, you know, a symptom of lupus and everything else like that. And I was like, this foundation can cover it. And I've never had a foundation do that. And there was a lot of stuff, and especially now being almost 25, is a lot of stuff I can't wear on my face because my skin is so sensitive and it just burns for some reason. But the unique foundation wasn't. Mm. And it was helpful. So I, she convinced me to start going live. I was a shy person, like very shy. And I was like live in front of people. Um, what? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she she convinced me. She did. She convinced me to go live. And she's like, I'll be in there. I'll be, you know, chatting with you. And I was like, okay, made me feel a little bit better. And because of the following I had, I would get, you know, a I would say like 10 views a video which was pretty decent at the time for me because I wasn't posting as much anymore yeah but when I started you know going live and I would get up in the morning because I had to go sell drugs I'd get ready and I'd go live before I had to drive anywhere talking about your unique business yeah (gasps) wow so it was, you know, I was just doing the thing and I was like, hopefully this gets me some sales, whatever. And I was talking to my upline. I was like, I really just need to replace a lot of my makeup because I was old. It wasn't working with my skin. She was like, well, you can earn commission off your own sales. And I was like, oh, okay. And of course I was saving money from selling drugs. So I you know, would do a run, whatever, 500 bucks and drop like 300 on makeup. It wasn't hard to do. 
that you would earn commission on? Yeah. But get now, this. did you, I, cause I'm not, I'm not super familiar with unique and how this works, but I know like with prove it, you, we were coached to have kind of a ghost account, a fake customer account, if you will, with unique, can you just order through your distributor account and you earn commission off of it? Or do you have to have a separate customer account? Now with unique at the time, I don't know if it's any different now, but, um, at the time, you could just order through your own account. You didn't have to make a ghost account. I didn't even know a ghost account thing was like uh, a thing until I watched it on one of your videos, you yeah. talking about it. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Because yeah, we could just literally order through our own link and we would get commission. Kind of sketchy if you think about it. But it's, yeah. And then uh, you wouldn't get a discount though. But you would, you would not commission. get it. So you'd pay full retail price, but you would earn a little bit of commission. Yeah. And it wasn't that much. It wasn't hardly anything. Like I probably was in unique the second time for, um, I want to say a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I maybe earned a hundred dollars. In that whole year and a half. Yeah. And I ranked up twice in the meantime. Was the rank ranking up? twice was that from your personal sales or did you have other customers or team members I had two other customers my mom and I call her my aunt that was it I went from you know white is the lowest excuse me Mm -hmm. and um I got up to pink wow just from your own personal buying products but you couldn't rank up any farther until you started recruiting. So after pink is where is the recruiting part of their comp plan? Well, here's the thing. So with Unique's oh, comp just plan. Got real sassy. I wish y'all could see her face. She sat right <laughs> up like, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I love it. Once you get to pink, you have to hit pink twice. Like two months in a row? No, just you have to hit it twice. And, but you could hit pink just by your own, you know, sales in my case, but you couldn't hit pink again until you recruited. How much is, do you remember how much the volume is on pink? Uh, no, I don't, I do not remember. I know my upline, uh, she was pretty high up in the company. She was trying to go for black. I think she was like orange and orange and green I think that was because black's the highest but yeah it was unique's comp plan is something else and what they don't put in there is they don't put like hey you got to hit this rank twice or whatever how many ever times and normally the higher up you go you have to hit that rank twice wow well, I know, I know in uh, Improve It, when you hit rank six, you have to hit it two consecutive months in a row in order to start getting the car bonus. Yeah, that's most, most, I think uh, Unique's the same way with their car bonus, mm-hmm. but I never got up to that point. And I think their car bonus isn't until you hit like black. Mm, okay. Hmm. Which that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, in a, in the sense, it's a good thing, but it's like, really? 
black, that's when you can get the car bonus. And yeah. at the time, like it was a fairly new thing. So we were really pushing, hey, you can earn the car bonus. But yet none of us was were earning the car bonus because you're not going to get to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you were in the company from the beginning, you're not going to get to the top. Yeah, I say that a lot. I, I think that people that are really successful in these companies either got in when the company was new or newer and or they have a large following on social media and then they're able to just tap into that following you know through kind of a bait and switch like oh uh, like we talk about scott d henry on tiktok a lot um and really any other influencer a lot of them are in prove it and you know he built a brand from his uh his show tough as nails that he was on and then that's when everybody started following him. And now all of a sudden he's in an MLM and um, it's very bait and switch like. So I get what you're saying. I actually just looked this up um, as far as the pink status and unique. And it says uh, that this basically means that you have one qualified recruit. So I'm assuming the qualification is that they have some kind of a monthly order or monthly volume that they have placed. It's um, 125. Oh, yeah, it says that's the next sentence. Qualified means that the presenter sold at least 125 in a one month time frame. And that could be your your personal volume. You know, that could be your personal sales, meaning I ordered these products for myself. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, because that's how I ranked up is I was ordering pretty much for myself. And, you know, 125 here, 125 there wasn't that much for me since I was selling drugs and everything. Yep. Uh, let's see. Although it does not limit you to one recruit, of course not. You can obviously recruit more than one person. Of I course, mean, of course, right? You could have ten, but only one has to be qualified for the month. So <laughs> this is basically saying that you can you can recruit ten people, but one has to have one hundred twenty five dollars that they've ordered. That's crazy. You yeah, and they they really push like, oh, you need the new products. You need every product. You need mm -hmm. everything on our site to really showcase what we sell. Yeah. I mean, of course. And, and I'm sure like, when you go live, they tell you to use as many of those products as possible because one thing in MLMs is they want you to cast a very wide fishing net. So talking about all of the products, using as many of the products, one, it's a, it's a, it's a retail business. So in order to have those products on hand, you have to order them, which means you have to pay for them. And so now you have them on hand, you're using them and you have all of these products that you're using on your live. People might ask some questions and yeah. And who benefits from that? Well, the upline and the company. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Cause I can promise you i was not benefiting from it <laughs> a little bit of of commission that you got in a year and a half yeah yeah it That's was the thing because i i think that you hear well you know this it's about the products it's about the products okay well if if it's about the products why can't a lot of these comp plans reward people for selling the products but when you compare any of these companies with the recruiting bonuses you know, the, the, the sale of the product commission on the sale of the product versus the bonuses, because they don't call it commission off of recruiting people, but it's essentially a commission, but they call it a bonus to get, you know, to get around the FTC or whatever. Uh, 
when you look at the difference in the two, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that in order for anybody to be successful in any of these companies, you have to recruit. Oh yeah, for sure. But speaking of the commission thing, I was like, I asked my upline one day, I was like, hey, do you make like a commission off of me? And she was like, no, I hardly make anything off of you. And they had to say that. They had to say, no, I don't make commission off you. But you have access to the comp plan. Yeah. And she gets a percentage of your sales. Yeah. But she said no. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was, I was one to be fully for unique. I was, you know, I, I love their foundation, everything like that. Being, you know, a sexual assault victim, trigger warning here, I guess, as you know, I really did love their uh, foundation till I found out that it's not what it says mm. it is. I'm and, sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it's it was rough because I had found out that their foundation wasn't what it says it is toward the end when I was about to quit. And it was just, you know, I did stand for Unique. They had some great products I did love. I'm not even going to lie. They did have some good products that I used every day. And, you know, uh, my family loved it. Like, they were enjoying it. It was just, I I don't even, it's just, uh, it has a bad taste in my mouth now just yeah. thinking about it yeah, and how guess brainwashed I was into thinking it because you know now I have makeup I I love now that is a whole lot cheaper a whole lot cheaper <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of times the reason that these MLM companies actually I would say probably all the time uh the reason that they have such a high price point is to pay the recruiting bonuses and the commission on the sale of the product. So they have it. It's kind of like uh, when I when I would sell ketone trials, I would say shipping is included, right? I wouldn't tell people, well, the shipping is $5.95 or whatever, depending on where I was shipping to, but I've included that into the price. Uh. So it's just kind of, it, it, you know, it's just, it, it, I don't know how to explain that. A little bit of, of playing with words, if you will. And yeah. the reason that they have these high-priced items in an MLM is to cover those bonuses and commissions. Oh, yeah. Seeing that now is just like, holy crap, like, why did I spend, you know, $30, $40 on a foundation? Yeah. It's like, right. no, I would never spend that now. <laughs> well, now there's so many options and, you know, you have all these drugstore brands that are coming hard for some of these higher end brands. And I think it's cool. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. And they have quality makeup, like Wet n Wild, favorite browser by far. And like BH Cosmetics, they have great stuff too. And it's so much cheaper and, you know, the guy I'm talking to, he'll probably listen to the podcast, but. <laughs> hello, guys. She's talking to. <laughs> yeah, like, hello. Um, he, he bought me uh, a lipstick I've been wanting forever, and it's YSL, the bougie brand, you know? I love that. And granted, he doesn't know a lot about makeup. I love that. But <laughs> he did buy it for me. 
best lipstick by far that I've had. But I personally wouldn't spend that, you know, constantly because yeah. I know there are cheaper drugstore brands that are just as great. Yeah. And that are not an MLM. So you're not supporting. I mean, there, there's always going to be good and bad in any kind of business. But when you look at the damage that MLMs are causing in the hurt and, you know, all the trauma that, that they cause people, it's just not worth it, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't, I could not support uh, Unique anymore after I found out that their foundation is pretty much, in my own opinion, you know, not what it says. It's mm. just not there. Thanks. And they don't treat you know, victims of sexual assault very well from what I've heard. <laughs> That's not good, especially when you have an entire uh, organization that is meant to help women heal from what I've heard about that. But that's really sad. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's something else to really think about, but it's, yeah all the process, I guess. And granted, I'm thankful that I found out about that because I don't know if I had never found out about that, that I wouldn't have, you know, then found Kiki's channel and went down the rabbit hole that I'm in now and learning so much about, you know, MLMs and how predatory they actually are to people and people who are sick like me or have, you know, a single mom or just a mom in general. And it's, I, I, it makes me so mad in a sense. And I want, (laughs) yeah. and granted my story is a little bit different because I was selling drugs in order to rank up. That's crazy. And your, your leader probably was like, you go girl, this is awesome. Keep going, replace all of that makeup. Little well, show where the money was coming from. Exactly. And, you know, um, <clears throat> I was, you know, saving money. I was still selling drugs. I was traveling. Now, here's the fun part. Oh, is, the juice. <laughs> is anytime I would go, like, to Tennessee or Virginia or wherever I was going, they wanted me to post like, hey, you know, Unique is paying for this and show the Unique <gasps> card. Stop. Yeah. But it and- wasn't. Unique was not paying for that. The selling of marijuana was funny. <laughs> that tri- oh, my God. To portray this lifestyle of having freedom and yeah it's like if I bought food I had to use my unique card and you know show and the unique card I've seen you know a couple of actually real it is it's a real card it's a real debit card you could really use it and yeah you would take a picture with your unique card black out the number whatever and post like because of unique I can travel whenever I want and do everything and I had, I had to go to California to, you know, make a deal happen. I, he paid for the flight, whatever. I went out there. They said, post, post about it. Post while you're in California, but don't post while you're there. Mm-hmm. To portray this lifestyle that I wasn't actually having. It was a lifestyle from drugs. MLMs are all about how it looks on social media. Yeah, it's so fake and it's 
looking back at it now, I'm just like, why? Why did I do that? <laughs> I had somebody, I did a, an ask me anything in my Instagram stories a few days ago or last week sometime. And I had somebody say, you know, why, why do some of these MLM people only talk about materialistic things or post about materialistic things? And I think that this is what they call attraction marketing. They're looking for people that want to wear the designer stuff. They're looking for people that are like, oh my God, I want that car. You know, they're, it, it's these weird flexing things that, that seem to attract people. I think it, it really just comes down to it's all how it's all about how it looks on social media, you know? So that was oh, yeah. an interesting question to get. Yeah. And I mean, in the sense it's don't believe everything that you see on social media, because in my sense, I was selling drugs to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always what it appears to be. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I was trying to make it in the sense of I wanted to get to the top of the company I wanted to be that person yeah. it's just so stressful and I wasn't in college I had dropped out so wow. I was just selling drugs and doing my thing and buying makeup exactly I wasn't I was fine I wasn't sick I was feeling good I was you know I was happy but I wasn't I wasn't happy. Yeah. And it's true. Money cannot buy happiness. Mm, say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> As you, no matter how much money that you have, if you're not happy, you're not going to be happy. Right. That's right. Okay. Now I know that some of our listeners are probably like, we need to hear the Homeland security story. So are you comfortable sharing that part? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, it was actually around the time that uh, Unique was coming out with a new facial. And, you know, I had tried it and uh, the presenters could try it first. Burnt my skin. <gasps> so they didn't come out with it because they had to reformulate it. And it was, it was the hydrating uh facial I think they have it out now but they had to reformulate it because all the presenters were like this is not good like it smelled really weird first of all Ooh. second of all it was supposed to be like a clay mask but I sent my upline pictures I even like went back in our messages and I still have the picture it bubbled it was like a <gasps> bubbly mask like the and, ones that that um that oxidize those bubbles yeah. okay but that's what the mask was doing. But it didn't say that that's what the mask was for. <laughs> Weird. So I couldn't keep it on my skin but five minutes. And my skin was bright red when I took it off. Oh, God. That makes me hurt just thinking about it. It was like I got I went out in the sun for a few hours and didn't put on sunscreen. Like, that's how red I was. Oh, you had a chemical burn is what that sounds like. Yeah, it was. And most presenters were like, no, this isn't happening. But they're like, well, keep hyping it up. Keep hyping it up. So at the time, uh, you know, oh, God, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, OK, this isn't at that time. I was really looking into like uh, unique and I was starting to come out of the MLM world, if you would say. Mm hmm. Uh, we, who I was selling for, you know, we had to go back to California and 
we couldn't get a flight out uh but one airport in North Carolina I'll say that (laughs) wink wink and um it's a big airport one of the well-known airports in North Carolina okay I thought we had split the money up I had sixteen thousand dollars in my bag and I had to get through TSA (laughs) with 16k yeah and he had the other half and you guys were traveling together he had an earlier flight I had a later flight okay whatever I go into the airport I am going through TSA I had bright purple hair because at this time I was like I want to dye my hair purple it was Yes. And I remember this distinctly because it was May. It was Lupus Awareness Month. I wanted to dye my hair purple. He was quite mad at me because I dyed my hair purple. Because <gasps> it drew attention? Yep. And I was like, well, I don't really care, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I went through TSA. They were like, oh, well, your hair color's not the same. And I'm like, no, I just dyed it, you know, yesterday or whatever. Yeah. And I went through TSA and they're like, why do you have 16 grand on you? I was like, I, I'm going out to California to buy a car. That's oh, what I said. And, uh, you know, they took my license and they, you know, counted out the money right there in TSA. But they let me go through TSA and go to my gate. Oh, okay. So you think you've made it through? Yeah. Now here's a little racing. I was freaking out. I was calling him. He was on his flight. I'm calling him like, this is not good. I'm, he was like, just get on your flight. You'll be fine. Yeah. So a little backstory. I hadn't slept the night before. Oh, wow. And it just started, you know, finally clicking to me within the past few months of what was happening and um I hadn't slept the night before I had Herbalife's uh caffeine pills in my car oh god I took them on an empty stomach oh god (laughs) I was delusional okay I was when I say I was out of it I was out of it Like, anybody could have said anything to me, and I would have went. Oh, my God. Now, taking those on an empty stomach was not good. I can't handle flying with my medications right now because I will puke on a flight. Oh, man. So, I happen to have Nazim with me. And all of a sudden, I see out of the corner of my eye a canine dog and cops. I was like, they're here for me. I just knew it. He went up to the little desk that's in front of the gate. He was like, I need this person. They called me on the thing. He was a sweet guy. I love the officers that talked to me. They were really nice. And, you know, they called me up. They said, you know, Ashley, can you please come up to the gate? I went up to the gate. They took me to the side. I was like, 
I'm about to barf. Can I take my nauseam? They're like, yeah, I had to go in my bag. That's why I asked. Yeah. And they were really nice. And I thought I was still going to make my flight because I asked them, can I still get on my flight? And they were like, yeah, you can totally get on your flight. Yeah. And um, they, I wasn't getting on my flight that day. Oh, Needless God. to say. They took me to the back of the airport into their office. And they're like, so what is this money for? They're like, because 16 grand, really? They took my phone. And I kept saying, like, can I please call my lawyer? Can I please call my lawyer? And, of course, I was delusional. I was sick to my stomach. I was about to puke. Yeah. I had a trash can sitting next to me. I hadn't slept. I, like, it was not good. Looking back on it now, I'm so thankful it happened. I am so thankful it happened. So I was just sitting there. I didn't know that they called Homeland Security. Oh, my God. (laughs) Homeland Security's office isn't that far away from the airport. Oh, God. (laughs) So they're like, either you can, you know, I had to give consent for them to go through my phone. I hadn't slept. And in that decision, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, because they saw all the messages to the guy that was with, that you were traveling with. Yep. And uh, I, I was like, I'm done. This is, you know, a sign. This is, I'm done. Yeah. I need to do something else with my life. And... <laughs> You know, looking back on it now, I'm very thankful it happened. And this is why. I made my decision of what my degree is going to be. And I decided to go for cybersecurity. Oh. Yeah. So because of that, because I was so at the time, like them doing everything and like, they don't need the password to your phone. They can take everything off of your phone without your passphone. Like, without your passcode, anything like that. They don't need it. They can just hook it up to a machine, get all the information. Get everything, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. The Homeland Security guy was like, we're going to take this money. Do you want to do, do you want to be any a part of this? And I was like, no. What what do you think he meant by that? Do you want to be any part of this? Like, do you want to testify? Is that what he was asking? Uh, I guess charges wise. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Okay. And I still haven't fully figured that out, but I have figured out that I signed an immunity paper. Oh, okay. So that's why I said, legally, I can talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, granted, I don't think anything's going to go because they're like, we don't ever want to see you do this again. Yeah. It's like, got it. Granted, I can fly out of the airport, whatever, but they don't want to see me go through that again yeah. because they will arrest me next time. And I was so thankful that they did not arrest me then. Holy cow. So you called your mom because I remember at the beginning of this, you said you called your mom. Yeah. After they had gave me my phone back, after I signed the paper, I couldn't get a hold of my lawyer while I was there. He was in court. 
And I was freaking out. I finally called my mom and I broke down. Oh my God. And to this day, my dad still does not know. <laughs> and I don't think he'll ever know. Let's not tell dad. <laughs> yeah. That's We're like, like, he will have a heart attack. But she was right because he was still home. He he hadn't gone to work. And uh, she was like trying not to freak out while I was like, Homeland Security has me. Oh my God. And she was trying not to freak out. And I told her, I was like, Mom, I'm sick. I haven't slept. I'm tired. Yeah. She was like, just come home. Hmm. I love my mom. She, sweetest woman on the earth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I left the airport. I got in my car. I made it home and I passed out. I bet you slept for a very long time. I slept till I felt my phone blowing up. Because he got he... off the flight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and we he, won't, I mean, we won't, we don't have to talk about him, but. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting situation to deal with, but wow. it, I fully believe everything happens for a reason. And because of that and going for cybersecurity now, I will be going for my master's in cybercrime. Okay, look at you go. And if I want to, I can probably get my doctorate in Homeland Security. Wouldn't that be incredible? So looking back on it now, it's just like everything, you know, happened for a reason. And I'm very passionate of what I do now. I love coding. I love it. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just, I'm so thankful that, you know, it did teach me some things. But yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a story where, you know, I was buying my makeup with drug dealer money. That's insane. I definitely, I definitely have not heard a story like, and we, uh, when we were talking about it. Yeah, I know. You were mind blown. You were like, yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. You know what I mean? It's, it is yeah. what it is, but yeah, crazy. Wow. What a story. Yeah. And, so, you know, I'm still a big advocate for lupus and chagrins and, you know, women dealing with an autoimmune disease so young and, you know, getting diagnosed so young, it is rough. And I think mentally, that's why I reached out to you because I was in a good space to talk about it. And I wanted to talk about it. It was like, this, this needs to be heard. You're continuing to be an advocate for multiple reasons, which is amazing. Yeah. And especially because I know I've had multiple Monate Huns come at me now. Mm-hmm. And because um, I cut my hair, I had long hair. I had it to the middle of my back. Oh, wow. And my hair was falling out because of my lupus. And I cut my hair. And now they're after me because, oh, well, we can have hair growth. And every- I was like, don't, don't even get me started. Yeah, just just send them any anti MLM creator video about. Well, I here's call, the I thing. Call that company Mona, like N A H H H. I have merch that says that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's it's bad as like I wouldn't say bad, but you know I screen record things for you guys because I know most of the creators are blocked and. 
So it's kind of funny because they'll reach out to me like, uh, granted after this, of course, I'll post like, hey, I did a podcast with Aaron and and that will kind of distance myself because one of the top leaders in Monat, 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 (laughs) she reached out to me and she was trying to recruit me Mm. onto her team. That's a no for me. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It wasn't long. It wasn't like too long after I started following her either. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is something else. So yeah, they are just as predatory as I think the word. It's all MLMs. It really is all MLMs. They might change the wording or whatnot, but ultimately it's the same underlying agenda. Yeah, and then it was pretty funny. As uh, I forgot who I was talking. Oh, it was Julie. I was talking to Julie Trump. <laughs> I was like, I wish a hun would come at me and say, like an oil hun, come at me and say, I can cure your lupus. <laughs> I wish they would. I was like, I would die laughing. I'd be like, okay, let me bring right. some news to you. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So, um, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story. And, uh, are you comfortable with people connecting with you on social media? Oh yeah, that is totally fine. And how can they find you? And I'll, I'll put the link and everything in the show notes as well. Uh, I guess the easiest is my Instagram. So Ashley Jeanette underscore official. Oh, official. I like that. Love it. It's just easier because I do own my own business now. So okay, I see you. Yeah. It's Love so that. much easier that way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get it. Is there anything else that you want the audience to know before we finish our episode here? No, I just want to say thank you for letting me tell my story. Because yeah, it's just another step to the healing process. Yeah. But Absolutely. if you if you are in an MLM and you're thinking about getting out, just get out. Don't even tell your upline, just get out Yeah. and start the healing process. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I think this was a really cool episode. Thank you so much for being here. And if you guys loved this episode, uh, give us a, a, a review on podcast or whatever platform you're listening to this on. And thank you guys for being here. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.